Uh, well, good evening, everyone. It's great to see you. Great that we can uh, meet together as God's people. Uh, and great that we can spend this time looking at uh, God's Word together. Let me pray again as we come to uh, look at it. Uh, Father, we're so thankful that we can meet together uh, tonight. And Father, we pray that as we come to your Word here, that you'd help us to understand it, uh, help us to listen well. And we pray that by your Spirit, you might shape and change us to be more like your Son, the Lord Jesus. And we pray this for your glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, well, most of the time at church, when we come to uh, look at the Bible together, uh, normally we'd go through a particular book of the Bible. Uh, so most recently, we were looking through the book of Romans, right? And we go uh, chapter after chapter, right? That's our, our normal practice. Uh, sometimes we might take up a series. Um, so for example, most recently, uh, we've been looking at signs uh, in the Gospel of John, uh, but today is a bit different, right? Today we just have a one-off talk from the book of Philippians. Uh, why Philippians? Well, kind of, I guess, two reasons. Uh, one, this is the part of the Bible we've been reading as a family. It's been encouraging, and I thought, well, what a great thing to share with you guys tonight. Uh, but secondly, perhaps more importantly, uh, what we see in this chapter is an insight to what really matters to the Apostle Paul, right? What was of first importance for him. Uh, and given that this is God's word to us, well, by implication, then this is what should be important to us as God's people. Uh, and this is important for us to keep to mind, particularly today as we come to the end of the year, right? Today, of course, the last day of 2023, uh, often a time that we reflect back on the year that has been. And I wonder for you tonight, as you come to church, how would you describe this year, right? As you come to church and you think of 2023, would you say it's been a good year, right? Maybe a year full of adventure, uh, a year of, of fun, uh, things of rejoicing, of achievements, uh, of positive relationships. Maybe for you, you come in a really kind of positive mood. Or, or maybe, uh, maybe it's something different, right? Maybe you come tonight and... 2023 is a year to forget, and maybe there's been a sickness or poor health, disappointments or setbacks, uh, maybe it's been a year of loss, uh, maybe the loss of someone close to you, the loss of employment, uh, maybe there's been conflict in your relationships. Uh, but looking beyond our own lives, as we look at our world, I don't know, it seems to me like there's more and more conflict in our world uh, more and more fear and anxiety over what the future will hold. And it seems a growing opposition to the Christian faith. Uh, as we come together at the end of 2023, we have a, a mix of experiences. But what difference would it make to our assessment? Well, if the things that really mattered to us were the same as what mattered to the Apostle Paul... If rather, looking at the year from, a, I guess, like a, a human perspective, what if we considered God's perspective on the year? Well, that's our, our plan for tonight. We're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 1. Uh, hopefully, we'll see what is it that really mattered to the Apostle Paul. Uh, and as we do that, hopefully, it'll help us reflect uh, on the year that has been. So it'd be great if you could get your Bibles out, keep looking there. We're going to be looking at Philippians uh, chapter 1. You can see there the first verse. Uh, tells us who's writing the letter, right? Verse 1, it's Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. Then we see who they're writing to. This letter is to all the saints 
in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi. Uh, Philippi, an ancient city in the region of, of Macedonia, right? The Christians there, that is who Paul is writing to. Verse 2, he has this greeting, uh, grace to you and peace from God our Father, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and then he gives this prayer of thanksgiving, as is common in Paul's letters. Uh, but this particular prayer here is it, it's very expressive, right? Uh, Paul is very thankful for the Philippians. Right? Have a look, see what I mean? Right? Verse 3, I give thanks to my God. Well, I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you. Right? That's, that's pretty strong, isn't it? Right? Verse 4, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer. Right? Clearly, the Apostle Paul, he is very thankful right, for these group of Christians. And why is that? Well, we're given the, the reason in verse 5. It says, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And this idea of partnership is one of the, the key themes in the book of Philippians. But what does this partnership look like? Well, in the context of this particular letter, what we find out is that Paul is in prison, okay? perhaps in Rome, right? but he's in prison. And the Philippians, they're a fair way away from where Paul is, but they hear of what has happened to him. Right? They hear of his imprisonment, and so they decide to send a guy from their church, a guy called Epaphroditus, and he comes to see Paul and to bring a gift, right? presumably money. We see this in chapter 4, verse 18. But as he's traveling, we see in chapter 2, Epaphroditus gets sick. Uh, in fact, so sick he almost dies. But he manages to get there to where Paul is. He helps Paul out. He brings the gift uh, and now Paul is sending Epaphroditus back to the Philippians, right? presumably uh, with this letter. So one of the ways that this partnership has looked like is to see the Philippians caring for Paul, uh, particularly in his imprisonment. I mean, you can imagine them, you know, they hear the Apostle Paul, okay, he's in prison. Uh, Apostle, well, maybe we'll just kind of <laughs> uh, leave him to it, Right? But that's not what happens, right? They show loyalty. They stand by Paul and care for him uh, even in this, uh, um, even in this time. So you see, in verse seven, he describes them as partners in his uh, imprisonment. But this partnership—it's not just the Philippians uh, supporting the apostle Paul now in this present circumstance. Uh, they've also been generous in supporting his ministry. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, we see that Paul was trying to gather together an appeal to help the Christians who in Jerusalem. And he writes to the Corinthians and he talks about, in that letter, about the Macedonian Christians, right? Philippi was a leading city of Macedonia, so presumably includes them. And he describes the way that even though the Macedonians were experiencing poverty, uh, that they were so generous, right? Their generosity uh, welled up to care for their brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, and this is part of this partnership, right, between the Christians in Philippi uh, and the Apostle Paul. But it's not just the way that they've given to support his ministry, it's also their prayers, right? If you look down towards the very end, verse 19, right, just in passing, you see that the Philippians have been praying for the Apostle Paul, and it's not just what the Philippians have done for Paul, it's also the way that they have stood firm in the gospel. 
A bit later in chapter 1, we see that these Christians in Philippi, uh, they're experiencing a suffering because of their faith in Jesus. Right? They're facing persecution, and yet the way that they have stood firm in Jesus, well, this has been a wonderful encouragement for the Apostle Paul in prison. In chapter 4, he describes them or as my joy and crown. So you can see this partnership, right? A partnership between the Philippians and Paul, but it's a partnership with a purpose. The purpose is, well, the gospel, right? Verse 5, he's thankful because of your partnership in the gospel. Verse 7, he describes them as partners with me in grace. And then he says, you are partners in the defense and establishment of the gospel, now, what do we mean by the word gospel? Well, gospel just means, it means good news, right? Uh, the, the message about Jesus, the good news that the eternal Son of God was born into our world, right? We just remembered that at Christmas. Uh, the good news that Jesus, though he was perfect, gave his life on the cross so that we could be forgiven. Uh, the good news that Jesus didn't stay dead, but rose to life again to be the king of the world. The good news, the gospel, that whoever turns to Jesus will be forgiven and can look forward to life forever with our God. And so for the Apostle Paul, what mattered to him most was to see this gospel, this message proclaimed, but not just proclaimed, but believed. To see people for the first time come to put their trust in Jesus and to see them continue to trust in Jesus until the day of Christ. Uh, now you might know that uh, many years ago, many, many years ago, <laughs> uh, I used to be an engineer, right? And uh, I love, you know, flowcharts and pictures, right? So a special gift, right? I've got a little flowchart for you today, okay? It's not that exciting. <laughs> well, I think it's exciting, but don't get your hopes up, okay? It's... <laughs> It's pretty straightforward. Right, here we go. So what matters to the Apostle Paul? Right, at the heart that the gospel, the good news, is proclaimed and believed. But secondly, what we've seen is this partnership between Christians. To see the way that the Philippians, they have partnered with the Apostle Paul. Right, but I've got an arrow. Arrow's gone a bit funny, right? A double-headed arrow. To show that they're related. See, the partnership of these Christians working together is for the cause of the gospel, right? To see this good news proclaimed and believed. And it's the gospel that creates this partnership, this common conviction about what really matters. Uh, but there's something else that we see in this passage, is that this partnership has created, oh, there we go, created a, a genuine affection uh, between Paul and the Philippians. Right? Have a look again at, at chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, Paul says, it's right for me to think this way about you all because I have you in my heart. That's such a, a touching phrase, isn't it? I think the Apostle Paul, he has these Christians in Philippi, well, he has them in his heart. And you get a sense of that, I think, when he, when he prays for them, giving thanks. Or in verse 8, he says, For God is my witness, how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Uh, and so in this particular instance, but I think we see this in our own experience as well, that as Christians work together for the cause of the gospel, 
Well, so often it creates this kind of affection for one another, this sense of community or fellowship or, well, an expression of their partnership together. Uh, Certainly that's what we see between Paul and the Philippians. But I just want to pause there for a moment. I just want you to consider for a moment, right, if, well, if these things, right, if these things were most important to us, if we had the same kind of mindset as the Apostle Paul, that we valued these things in particular, well, how would that change? How would that change our assessment of the year? Right? As we think back to 2023, if we valued these things in particular, what difference would that make? I mean, I think, well, as I think about the gospel being proclaimed, Believed, Of course, one of the great highlights from 2023 uh, was to see the continuing of our life course. Right? You might know our life course. We run a couple of times in the year. People come and they hear about Jesus. And we heard a couple of weeks ago this year, 78 people right, came to the life course. How, how encouraging is that? Right? Isn't that incredible? To see people coming to hear about Jesus. But for this to happen... Well, it takes the partnership of us here working together, right? So I know that many of you were here at the life course, right? Whether serving in the kitchen or sitting at tables. Uh, many of you invited people to come. Now, not everyone who was invited came along, but if we want to see people there, then they needed to be uh, invited. As a church, we were praying for the life course. Uh, if you give to the work of the gospel here, then you are partners in that work. That means we can do things like the life course. So for all the ups and downs of of 2023, can you see, well, if we put our attention on these things, well, there's so much to give thanks to God for, to see the way that the gospel is proclaimed and believed, to see people come to know Jesus, and to see the way that has happened through the partnership of us here working together. But of course, it's not just in the, in the life course that Jesus has been proclaimed. Uh, you may know one of my roles here at church is the children's minister, right? And so one of the great highlights, of course, for me is to see the gospel, to see Jesus proclaimed to many young people, right? Particularly kids. Uh, each week, hundreds of kids, right, get to hear about Jesus and are encouraged to follow him. And so for all the ups and downs of 2023, I think we can say it's, it's a good year, right? A great year. <laughs> because we know that many kids were able to hear about Jesus. But of course, this work is built on the partnership of our church. Right? I know that many of you serve in kids' ministry. I know that as a church, we pray for kids' ministry. And if you give to the work of the gospel here then you are partners in that work. See, if we put our attention on these things, there's so much for us to be thankful for, to see the way that the gospel is proclaimed and believed, to see us together as a church uh, partnering together in this work. But there's just one thing else I want to share from this picture. I mentioned, you know, as Christians partner together, right? We see in Philippians this affection between Paul and the Philippians. Uh, well, I think that's what we see today. So particularly in, in kids' ministry, right, we have lots of uh, volunteers who serve. Uh, and often I ask people, I say, you know, oh, what was your highlight from the year? And one of the things that people regularly say is, 
well, it's serving alongside the other leaders, right? For them, that's a real joy. Uh, and so people, you know, they often come to me and they say, oh, Kev, you know, you must be so thankful to have all these volunteers, you know, giving up all their time and energy to come and serve in kids' ministry. And, well, I am <laughs> very thankful for these things. But then I think, well, hang on, but these volunteers, they benefit from being involved, right? So often we see them growing as Christians and they get to partner with other Christians. They get to uh, experience this fellowship, right, this community. And I think, well, maybe they should be thanking me, right? <laughs> maybe they should come and say, oh, thanks, Kev, thanks for the privilege, right, of being involved in this work to see the gospel proclaimed and believed. Uh, thanks for the joy of being able to partner with other Christians and to experience that, that community, right? See, it's a, what's a, such a, a wonderful thing to see Christians uh, working together, right? To see this partnership from our church, to see the gospel proclaimed and believed. Uh, and of course, it's not just in kids' ministry, so many other areas of our church, right? In gospel teams, the great privilege of, of meeting together to encourage one another from God's word, to pray for one another. Uh, here, as we meet on a Sunday as well, to encourage one another in these ways. See, for all the ups and downs of 2023, there's, there's much to be thankful for particularly as we share this, this mindset of the apostle, uh, to value the things that really matter to God. But see, if we want to grow in this mindset, if we want this to be the thing that shapes what is important to us, uh, well, of course, we need God's help in that. Uh, and you see a hint of that, I think, verse 6. Uh, Paul talks about how it was God who started a good work in the lives uh, of the Philippians. And Paul's confident that God will carry it on to completion. But it comes even clearer, I think, in verses 9 and following, as Paul then prays for the Philippians. Now, I'll read the prayer out in, in a moment, but just as I do, I want you to listen to what Paul prays for, and particularly notice the focus on godly character. Right? I mentioned before the Philippians, they're facing persecution, Right? And Paul could have prayed in that particular situation. But instead, his, his focus actually is that they would grow in godly character. Right? This, this is of first importance for the apostle, to see these Philippian Christians grow in this way. As I have a look down at your Bible as I read out verses, well, from verse 9. This is the prayer of the apostle. I pray this, that your love will keep on growing. Right? What a key aspect of our character, that our love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment so that you can approve the things that are superior, so you can value the things uh, that God says that matters, uh, and that you can be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness. I mean, you, you know, right, that we're made righteous because of Jesus, but here he talks about the fruit of righteousness, the work of God's Spirit to shape us to be more like Jesus, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. If we go back to my little uh, flow chart for a minute, right? The things that really matter to the Apostle Paul, we can add what matters to him is to see the godly character uh, of Christian believers. And in many ways, I think that's kind of the foundation of our partnership, isn't it? Uh, it's as we grow in love that we can serve together. 
But you also see the, the kind of ultimate goal as well, right? All these things are for, well, for the glory and praise of God. And so again, it's worth reflecting on this year, right? Think about 2023. In what ways have you grown in your godly character? In what ways have you lived to the glory and praise of God? But what's interesting, and I think we see this in Philippians, is to see the way that God often uses our circumstances to bring about these things. See, remember Paul's writing this letter, he's giving thanks, he's praying, right? We see the things that are important to him, sorry, important to him. But where is he when he writes this letter? Where is he? Do you remember? In prison, yeah, right? He's in prison, right? And you think, isn't that... Isn't that? Here we go, hang on, I've got another little thing to add. There we go, right? So Paul writes these things, you've got to turn your head on the side, right? During Paul's time in prison. But that's actually not quite it. It's not just that he has this kind of gospel focus despite his circumstances. It's more than that. He recognises that it's actually through his time in prison well, that God is at work. We see that verse 12, look there. Uh, now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me, that is my imprisonment, has actually resulted in the advance of the gospel. See, Paul sees that the way that, well, his imprisonment has seen the advance of the gospel. Uh, how so? Well, already we've seen the way that it strengthened the partnership between the Philippian Christians and Paul to the praise and glory of God. Looking down at verse 13, we see that the whole imperial guard and, in fact, everyone else have come to learn that Paul's imprisonment is because of Christ, right? To see his conviction of the truth. And this, in turn, has given many other Christian brothers and sisters confidence to speak up about Jesus, and so that the gospel is more widely proclaimed and believed. Uh, but there's one verse in particular I want us to focus on. Look there at verse 20, that very last verse. Uh, Paul writes this. He says, My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now, as always, with all boldness, Christ will be highly honoured in my body, whether by life or by death. It's quite a challenge, isn't it, as you see what really matters to the Apostle Paul. Whether he lives or dies, what matters to him? Well, he says here in this case that Christ will be highly honoured in my body. See, this is a man of, of great conviction, a man who knows the truth, who, who wants to see the glory and praise of God the Father, Son and Spirit. This is of first importance to him. And he sees the way that God has used his circumstances to bring these things about. Well, putting all this together, let's again reflect on the year 2023. You know, as you came to church tonight, as you think, oh, okay, last day of the year, as you think about the year, you know, is it a good year, right? Or a, is it a bad year? Is it a year to forget? See, we come to church with different experience. And yet when we face hardships, and we think about the tough times of 2023, I don't think that should surprise us. 
Right? So if you've been a Christian for a little while, <laughs> you know that life can be hard, right? The Bible's pretty clear on that, right? Uh, for us as Christians, we face challenges and setbacks. There's disappointments, frustrations, there's pain and suffering. It's not a surprise that when we look back at 2023, there are hard times. But I think sometimes we forget that God often uses those circumstances to grow us. Sometimes he uses those circumstances to see the advance of the gospel. I mean, that's what we see in chapter 1, don't we? Right? God using the imprisonment of Paul to see the gospel proclaimed and believed. And so it's, I think, worth taking some time to reflect back on the year, particularly the, the, the challenges, right? perhaps that difficult relationship. Maybe it's, well, God has used that to grow you in patience or in godly character. That frustrating circumstance, right? Or maybe God has used that to grow you in prayerfulness, relying even more on Him. Perhaps that time of, of sickness, or perhaps God used that to bring other people into your life so that you would have the opportunity to commend the gospel. Or perhaps that disappointment reminds you that we do not live for this world, but reminds you to set our hope on the world to come. Remember that this world is not it, but that we look forward to life forever with our God. But the thing is, right, <laughs> these lessons don't come easily. You know, I don't know about you, sometimes I wish that, you know, you wake up one day and God just kind of, you know, zaps you from heaven, right, and you're suddenly transformed. But it doesn't really work like that, right? The way that we grow as Christians, the way that we see the gospel advance is often a slow and steady growth, often involving pain and suffering as God uses those things to shape us. It's worth re reflecting back, right? Today's the last day, 2023, right? Not many hours left. But think back over this year. But try to think not from a human perspective, but what if you considered from, from God's perspective, right? according to the things that matter to Him. But of course, we can apply the same mindset to the year to come, right? Not long. A new year is coming, right? couple of hours, 2024, right? very exciting. You know, what are your hopes? What are your dreams? What are your aspirations for the year to come? But are they shaped by these things? As the year starts, how, how are you looking to grow in your character? How are you looking to pray that God would shape you to be more like Jesus how are you looking to invest more deeply in the partnership with other Christians? How are you looking to see the gospel proclaimed and believed to the glory and praise of God? See, for us as Christians, we know the gospel, right? We know the good news that because of Jesus, we can be part of God's family. And so for those that know all that God has done, well, let us be people who are shaped not by the world, 
but by the truth of God's word. Let us be people who live for the glory and praise of our God. Now, how about I lead us in prayer to that end? Our Father, we're so thankful that we can meet together on this last day of 2023. We pray that you would give us wisdom as we look back and reflect. Help us to see the ways that you are growing us, the way that you are shaping us, the way that you are growing your kingdom, and help us to give thanks and praise and glory to you. And Father, we pray that as the new year begins, we pray that you would grow and change us. Help us to live for you each and every day. Father, we pray that our love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment. We pray that we would be able to approve the things that are superior and be pure and blameless in the day of Christ. Father, we pray that by your Spirit that you would fill us with the fruit of righteousness, that righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of you, our Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.